Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. And welcome to this episode of Masters of Self University podcast. I'm Ellie Lee. And I am Donnie Moley. And we are so excited to have you here together with us in this moment. Danny, how are you? I'm stoked to be here as ever. I'm really excited. It's snowing out right now. It's coming down. So I'm just going to be spending the day inside with myself, you know, just go, going inward probably. Yeah, it's snowing here in New York too. So uh, we're definitely in the same vibration right now of just, oh, kind of romantic outside. You know, it's this like very cozy kind of energy. Um, but yeah, you and I, you know, we've been talking because you just, you and I discussed the podcast a lot and like the things that we want to talk about. And I think uh, we really landed on spiritual awakenings today and mm-hmm. um, very much so tied to the healing journey. And uh, we are becoming certified as mystical life coaches for a reason. And so uh, what a journey the spiritual awakening is. I think it's the most fascinating experience on so many levels. And I was never prepared for mine. I don't know if you were prepared for yours, but man, when it hit, I, I... as soon as I got a taste of it, I was like, I want it all. <laughs> I want it all. So, so how did it start for you? Like, do, did you feel like you were always like a very spiritual kid? Mm, yes and no. So mm. when I was a kid, I grew up in a very small village. Uh, it's called Mattersea in the UK. And there's a very strong presence of spirituality there. Um, so back, uh, we're going back about a thousand years now, there is a, a monastery that was there uh, where monks would go and study the Bible. Or, or I don't know if it was even the Bible then, or they would, you know, as you've seen in films, they would write things mm. out and that's what they would live and they would do them monk work there. And then Henry VIII came in, did the Church of England, dissolution of the monasteries and destroyed it. So mm. you can still visit, the, it's called the Mattersy Priory these these days. And it's just old ruins from a thousand years ago when a monastery once stood there. Mm. Um, and so that's left a, a big kind of uh, impact on the area. And now they built something called Mattersy Hall, which is where you can go and study the Bible um, and get a degree there. So the, the village is like just a few hundred people. And then about a hundred of those people are people coming from all around Europe wow. to study religion. So growing up, I had a very strong influence of Christianity, Church of England. People mm. come in and give us lectures, but I never really attached myself to religion. It never really grabbed me. Uh, I had mm. too many questions that weren't answered by it. Mm. Um, but there was still this spark of there was something more. There was a higher power. Mm. And I wasn't Mm. sure what that was. Um, And then later on in my life, uh, it all kind of came out when I got depression. I fell into Mm. a very deep and dark depression and started asking questions. And at the time, I was actually uh, traveling through Thailand, Vietnam, India, um, and really started opening myself to 
different ideas of what spirituality was. Mm -hmm. I was getting heavily involved with yoga. And I think that is a process which really opens one up to different energies in the body. And, um, but really it was going to the depths of my depression, um, and ask, starting to ask questions of who am I and, uh, what is this thing called life that mm. put me on this path of spirituality? Mm. How about yourself? I grew up very Christian. My mother is a child of a pastor. So I was at church Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like literally, I, I mean, I played drums for like, you know how like some churches, they have like a youth group band. Like I played the drums in my like youth group band. Oh. <laughs> and we would sing like worship songs and all this stuff. And uh, I feel like I never had a choice in belief or faith. You know, I think that mm. I was just kind of forced to believe in whatever was being presented to me, even though I felt like I never really fully connected with what was being told to me. And for me, my whole life, I think religion has brought me a lot of shame, like has brought me a lot of sexual shame. Mm. It always made me feel so much guilt if I like sinned or like I wasn't uh, always studying the Bible or feeling like this connection with Jesus or whatever it was. and. The whole narrative that I was fed growing up was, do you accept Christ as your savior? And if you do, make sure that all you do in this life is like put him first and think about him and 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 know and understand that when you end this life, you'll have to face him and you'll go to heaven or hell, right? That's really the narrative that I was fed. So I think I lived my whole life in fear, fear of everything. You know, wow. I, I remember like, like having sex and things like that, like God forbid, like that was something that I was so shamed about. And I used to remember like, you know, making out with boyfriends like in college and feeling so much guilt and feeling so much like I'm dirty and this is so sinful and like I have to repent and I have to ask for forgiveness. And so for me, it, it was a very uh, misaligned kind of thing that I was forced into. And then I went through a very deep traumatic um, experience and perhaps one day I will share that, but that really changed the course for me. And that's when I was like, there's no such thing as God. There's no such thing as Jesus. Everything's fake. And I don't believe anything. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to live this life like the best way I can. And I think that's when I became very entrenched in the third dimension, right? Of chasing clout, of chasing notoriety, of chasing validation. You know, in my eyes, after, you know, I renounced all of this, I was like, well, the thing to do is be famous and rich. So that's what I'm really going to do, you know, because I thought that was the pinnacle. And when I started my self-love healing journey, I never knew it was going to become a spiritual journey, but... Same here. Ooh, Same right? here. You don't, I, I think that's the beauty of it is you're not going in with an agenda, right? You're going in with just this openness because you're at this place where you're so desperate. You know, you are, you're, you, you're on your knees and there's no one there to lift you up, but it is when you are broken and on your knees is when the light starts shimmering and a little bit. And a, I think, Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, there's, yeah. a, th there's a quote that just comes to mind as you yeah. said that. And I forget exactly how it is, but it, it's very symbolic for, for my journey. And it's, um, I, I went in to look for myself and I found God. And when I look for God, I find myself. It's something along those lines, but that's the, that's the whole thing. It's like, 
you lose yourself and you're looking for it. And in doing that, you find there's so much more and there's a connection to this higher power, which you might not have believed. Is, is that kind of like what yeah. you went through? Yo, yeah. that quote made me emotional. It makes oh. me emotional because um, how deep is that? Mm. Uh, I don't even think our human brain can grasp the depth of that quote, right? Um, when I started going down my spiritual journey, I had no idea what was going to be open to me. I just knew that something within me was lighting up and I knew that I had to follow that, right? And the more I follow that and the deeper I go, the, it, it is endless, right, of, of what we can learn, of how far we can evolve in this existence. And I think the whole thing of I am God and God is me, for me, thinking God lives within you, that's like, oh, my God, how dare you? You know, I think coming from religion, like, how dare you think God lives within you? And that when I say that to people, like, I am creator and creator is me. I am yeah. just a, a splitting piece of, of creator and I'm existing in this form and doing what it is that I need to do. When you say that to people who are very entrenched in religion, right, and unconscious, they go, how dare you? And that's <laughs> when all the shame comes in, right? That's right. the guilt. That's the disconnect. It's so disconnected from source from God, from creator, saying that you are separate. And I think that something that you and I learn is, no, we are all one. We are all one. We are all one. And the ego mm -hmm. does its best job yes. to keep us apart and separated. It sure does. Yeah. And f for me, the, the big thing was questioning, well, what is this ego? Mm. I mentioned to you before this podcast, the big thing that I transitioned from was the knowing that it's not I am Danny, it's that I am. Danny, 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 you just say that again, just a little bit slower because it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Say it again. I can't remember exactly how I said it, so I'll try. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. But it's the, the transition. It's the transition going from the ego, which is I am Danny, to the knowing of I am. Woo! I would look, from this, I want to share um, my, little, my little journey with this. Um, or kind of big journey. I suffered for, from something called depersonalization and derealization. If there's anyone listening to this that is suffering from that, my heart really goes out to you because it is the most confusing, traumatizing, just difficult place you can be in. And it's where you, the depersonalization part is when you stop feeling like you are yourself. So you stop, start dissociating from Danny. And then the deep, the realization is when you start dis, uh, disassociating from reality. Mm -hmm. So it's depersonalizing and derealizing. So you're kind of feel like you're a floating cloud of consciousness, observing the body, observing the mind, observing the thoughts. And you start, it's, it's amazing because it leads eventually to a spiritual awakening. If you have the enough awareness mm -hmm. because you stop associating with who you are as this physical being mm -hmm. and you start noticing I'm here, mm -hmm. I'm talking to somebody, but I'm aware of the person that is talking. I'm having these conversations with people, my mom, family members, trying to tell them about my experiences in Asia, but it felt like I was observing myself from a bird's eye view and having these thoughts at the same time that I was thinking 
So I came to realize that I'm not even my thoughts. This whole lifetime, Ooh. I thought, well, yes, I'm my mind, yes, I'm my body, right. but we're not with these spiritual beings yes. having just this moment of awareness within this physical yes. thing. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful and it's wonderful. But when you're not ready to face that truth, right. when you don't really understand that and you haven't got a teacher who's there to guide you along on this journey, it is incredibly hard and incredibly difficult. And it, I was like that for a couple of years and mm. I was using, still using caffeine and alcohol, um, as we do in Western society, which was just making the separation go further and further away. It wasn't until I started really taking my mental health super seriously, cutting out those things and then working with, I actually worked with some plant medicine, which really helped to bring me back together as mm -hmm. I like to think of it. Mm -hmm. um, but just a baseline and this work that we're, we're doing at MSU has really allowed me to elevate far beyond that. Mm -hmm. um, but that is, that's kind of like how I became awake wow. is by just noticing this difference of becoming the observer, which is what they talk about a lot mm. in you know meditation and yoga is uh there's a great book called the untethered soul if you're mm -hmm. listening to this you're of not course. read it you should definitely read it mm -hmm. and he talks a lot about becoming this observer the, mm. the observer of your own thoughts the observer of your own emotions your own body and we do a lot of that in masters of self university we you know, do we're, we're deprogramming the psyche and the the whole being that we are um and, and in yeah, racial just in Rachel's words, um, the mind is batshit crazy. So the mind is batshit crazy. Yeah, and yes. it will, it will lie to you. It will, it will tell yeah. you some crazy stuff. Yes. Uh, but loving that, loving that aspect yes. of ourselves. I think it wasn't really until I started loving this, um, uh, this deep personalization and derealization. It wasn't until I got to a place where I was thanking it for what it was showing me mm. that I actually started to really heal. Um, and I felt more grounded within mm. my physical being. Mm. Um, but ultimately it left me to this place where I, I knew that what I am is beyond this. Oof. And eventually when I realized that it gave me great relief because mm. for so long I've worried about death. I'd worried about oh God, dying. Yes. Yep. And yes. through this process, mm -hmm. I really had to just annihilate the ego of what Danny was. Mm. He had to leave and I had to accept that this thing that I call Danny is just an illusion. Yes. Oh, Ooh, so many points I could go down and so many. Uh, yes. Um, what a powerful, powerful moment that is, right? Mm. When you understand that you are not your mind. You are not these things that you've listened to your whole life. I think when that hit me, I, I remember I had to sit and just let that sink in because I had taken so much identity from the things that my mind told me that I needed to take identity from. Mm -hmm. And then realizing one day that none of that is true, that those are all illusions. I mean, can you imagine what happens to a person? That's why the awakening is so crazy because you are literally unlocking level one. To become aware means you are conscious. To become mm -hmm. conscious means you know and you remember that you are a divine being having a temporary physical experience and we don't need to become all of these things. There's nothing to prove, you know? We were already whole and amazing and now we just got to go back to that because we had forgotten that's why this they call earth you know the school where you learn because you mm -hmm. are here to learn very specific things but 
I think that's my favorite thing about Rachel is this, she gives you these beautiful nuggets of spirituality without cramp, like slamming it down your throat and making you feel like you need to believe mm. that. Like, don't you feel like your journey is your journey, not because you read it somewhere or someone told you, but because you've experienced so much beauty and magic, just you on your own? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and are you talking within my life or this, uh, just working with Rachel and Masters of Self? In, in, no, no, ever since you've awakened to oh, yourself. Uh, cause, cause both, yeah. um, mm. to go down that road. Um, but yeah, definitely within my a hundred percent and the amount of growth that I've been able to get just from, I mean, spiritual awakenings are very difficult, right? Yes. Um, you get dragged through the muck normally. Yes. Um, and you know, there's the, the ancient metaphor of the lotus flower emerging out of the, 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 bog or whatever yeah. you know the, mm. the murky waters and you've you've got to you've got to get through all the all the bad stuff yes uh but then on the other side is this this beauty and this oh. joy and there's a, a level of peace and freedom yeah. that i have now um that's ever evolving yes that could only be done by transcending through these you know lower vibrational states yes. uh getting through fighting depression yes. conquering it anxiety mm -hmm. these things come up and they're there to show us their teachers you yes. know they are the pain teachers is yes. paul check talks about it's one of my f my favorite quotes um they're, they're there to show to show us stuff to bring us back to the light as you said mm. bring us back to that that place where we started yes. graham hancock one of my favorite authors he talks a lot on um kind of like ancient civilizations and anthropology he describes us as a species with amnesia uh, and what he's referring to is is the fact that we don't know our full past right in terms of society but i also think it relates a lot to that quote to like who we are as spiritual beings yes we get born in this world and we forget what we are yes. uh, and we're in a time right now this very special time where we're coming back to love mm. we're coming coming back to what we were and what mm. we forgot we were mm. um and i see us as part of you know part of the tribe that's helping guide society back to this place of love yes um and out of this egoic mind and and to do that you have to awaken yes and you know you and i were discussing before spiritual awakening yes it is Ooh, it'll slam you it, it'll kick you right in the hiney baby where it hurts and i think the problem with it is that there are really no specific, there's no pamphlet to understand how to navigate this, right? Yes, because it is individual, but also there's so much garbage out there, right? There's so much bypassing, there's so much shit. And I think we were guided because we were calling it in, right? Uh, a teacher that can help us navigate these wounds and this pain. Because the pain, it, you can be aware, but it doesn't mean that you're healing, right? And when you understand, okay, you feel it, it's very real, it's very visceral, you know, we feel it in every, you know, in every morsel of our body, but nobody's telling us the next step. And I think that's where Rachel has been such a game changer because she comes in and she's like, hey, 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 let me show you, let me tell mm -hmm. you. And then it's nothing, it's, it's just, we can do this on our own. And I think that's the beauty of this work is the tools that are given to us to understand that it is about loving. 
It is about mm. love. Every every twist and turn and path and road leads to love. But That's nobody it. tells us that, you know? So we get lost. Like I always say, you get lost in the sauce. Okay? <laughs> get lost in the sauce. And there's a lot of sauce out there. There is. Yeah. There's there is. A lot of yeah. yeah, I definitely got lost a few times. And you're right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Was looking for looking for a teacher and feel grateful that I found the right one. And yeah. the best part about the teacher that we both find is that all Rachel is doing is opening us up to the teachers that we are. She's making sure that we know that we're the guides for our own life. Um, yes. And I, there's so many questions that I want to ask her, but I know <laughs> she's just going to say the same thing. Drop into your heart. Yes. And what does your heart say? Yes. It's get out of your mind. Answer. Yeah, get out of your mind. Drop into your heart. So I've stopped asking her all the questions. <laughs> I'm trying to answer some myself. And my heart has been helping. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you know, I think something that resonated with me was I remember being a kid and I would look around this world and I would cry all the time because I didn't understand this place. I remember thinking that, not being conscious, not being aware, and, and me asking myself, what are you saying? Like, I would look around and I'd go, okay, so it seems like other people have been here before, but I don't know this place. Like, it always felt very foreign to me. Earth always felt very, really foreign to me, but wow. nobody ever gave me an understanding of why, of what is this place and why am I here and why is it so, like, dark here? I used to think this stuff. And then when I had my spiritual awakening and I started going deeper into who we really are, everything that I was reading, I mean, not everything, but the things that were resonating with me had a deep, like it hit me deep somewhere that I couldn't explain. And that's what saved me because I realized, oh, this isn't just it. This like, cause all my life I just thought, so this is it. And then one day I die and I don't know what happens to me after I die. And that scares the hell out of me. And also what does it feel like to die? And like, do we just disappear? Like what happens? And then to understand that this is just a stop in the road, baby. That this is eternal. Mm -hmm. That we are here to experience what we're here to experience. And then we go off to the next thing. And that has given me a kind of peace where the fears of so many things that I couldn't understand have dissipated. And it is this true faith, you know? And I think that's what faith is. That's, that to me is faith, not shove it down your throat and scare the hell out of you and think you're going to go to hell with the devil, you know? It is, let me experience and find this on my own. And then let me drop into my heart and feel it. And if it lights my heart on fire, that to me is truth. That's the knowing. Yes. Right. The knowing. To all of the magnificent men listening right now, Masters of Self University has exciting news for you. Enrollment for our Divine Heart of Man program is now open. Based on the universal ways of oneness, the teachings in this program cannot be found anywhere else in the entire world. Your source of divine power does not come from outside of you. That's why tools like breathwork, meditation, plant ceremonies, and wilderness retreats can only take you so far. Temporary effects are not what we offer at Masters of Self University. We don't offer anything less than energetic alchemy. 
That means permanent healing and transformation for you. When you join this two-month guided journey into the divine heart of man, you'll learn how to stop forcing your life, your relationships, and your goals. You'll transform instead into a man that can connect to the source of divine power that expands your life, heals your relationships, and guides you to the achievement of your goals and desires. In this elite program, you will receive group learning and guidance, group healing, as well as one-on-one -on -one coaching, one-on-one -on -one healing sessions, and you will be guided and healed by highly trained, certified mystical life coaches from Masters of Self University. So if you're ready, and I mean really ready, to stop searching, stop spinning your wheels, and to stop wasting your time and energy on things that cannot take you to the highest level possible. Then sign up right now and join this transformational healing community for men. The Divine Heart of Man begins Thursday, May 26, 2022, and spots are limited. So be sure to sign up now so you don't miss this priceless opportunity. Go to www.mastersofselfuniversity.com and click on Divine Heart of Man to sign up now. Let me ask you, because... I struggled. <clears throat> I struggled with health anxiety the, my entire life. Mm. So, like a, a fear of it's basically stemmed from the fear of dying. Mm. And it wasn't until I had to battle uh, depression and really went through an awakening that I was really guided to. Okay, this is your biggest fear, so face it. Did you have that growing up? Oh yeah, um, a fear of death or oh. any health anxiety or I. I, I lived, I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. I always thought a tornado was going to come and kill me. I, I was so scared all the time. I always thought someone was going to sneak into my room and kill me. I thought like it, it was all the time, like of just this insane fear that I was going to die and that I, there, there was nothing I could do about it. So I was a kid going through all of that stuff. So I can relate to that like crazy. And then not having an answer until like, literally three years ago where I'm like, okay, I wish someone told me this when I was little, it would have saved me. But yeah, I felt that, that fear, that dread, that the unknown, you know? Yeah. Whenever I would see anything that was not right on my body or feel, I would freak out and it would be, it's going to be cancer. I'm going to die. And that was kind of like the, the way my mind was wired mm. was that was the, the program that was running was this is wrong. I'm going to die. Mm. Um, and it led, it led to a lot of like panic attacks. Um, not a loads. I think I had maybe like six really major ones in my life. Mm. Um, but it was super scary whenever I would get into that, um, that zone. It was like a, a full spiral yeah. of, I could feel the, the world closing in yes. on me. And then, Luckily, um, I, you know, I never acted out of, uh, like great fear and mm -hmm. I never did any self-harm, but I know like that happens, it's out there. Um, and I've definitely battled with, 
suicidal thoughts um, when I was, I had my first suicidal thought in India at the Taj Mahal, mm. uh, which is a really strange place to listen to your mind start saying, well, you can end it. Um, How old were you? I was, it was 2019. Mm. Um, so not too long ago. Wow. Uh, 2019, it was around March. Mm. Um, I was visiting the Taj Mahal. And I walked down the side of it and there's this area where you can go by the river. And it was really beautiful. Um, But perception is your reality and that's not what I was seeing. I was was seeing some kind of physical beauty, but feeling completely dead and empty on the inside. And I just heard a voice for the first time just say, well, you could end it all and you wouldn't have to feel this. And that was the moment that I really realized I've got a problem here. Mm. Um, And so I went home eventually to England and started studying depression and mental health. And uh, I ended up finding the work of Joe Dispenza. And I love Joe Dispenza. Um, And listening to him really Mm. gave me a lot of hope. Um, Mm. For someone who has depression, um, you'll know that uh, being hopeless is one of the main you know, kind of feelings that you feel every day mm. and listening to him, it was sparking something within me, mm. but it, it wasn't really until, did you have any like defining moments where you're like, that woke me up? Oh, well, I, 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 just, I, have a few, but yeah. I, I want to hear yours first. Well, I want to just kind of go back to what you were saying about the panic attacks. For me, my really bad panic attacks are happening to me in high school. So around like 15 to 18 I was having really bad panic attacks where like I felt everything was caving in like I would black out people would find me like on the street sometimes like there was one time I blacked out in front of a store and my mom had to come find me and so my panic attacks were like really horrible and my first suicidal thoughts were in high school so I remember I was in my bathroom and I was sitting and I was crying and I was feeling everything and all I heard was, you could just get something sharp and just end it here. And I lived in that for a long time, a long time. And I think to survive, I really started dissociating. You know, right. I think that I, like you in my 20s, when I think back to my 20s, I, I felt like I was floating for most of it. I remember I was paragliding in Austria. And as I was getting ready to be geared up, I knew that I wasn't going to feel any of it. Like I knew that I could see everything, but I knew that I wasn't going to feel anything. And I jumped off the cliff and, you know, the guy sitting next to me, he's like, isn't it beautiful? And I felt nothing. And I think that was a survival mechanism for me, you know, to, I, I need to do this life because for the sake of my family, I probably can't end my, end my life, right. For the sake of the people that I love. So I got to I got to bite this out and I don't know so I went into survival mode and I think that's why this awakening is so deep for me. So like when people you know project on me or when people mock me or something like that I'm like you or when people used to go to me like I had my spiritual awakening in LA and they were like that's so LA. And I I used to just be like you have no idea. You have no idea what this journey is. You have no idea how precious it is to me. And so um it's been uh, something that's just been so uh, deep for me and dear to me. But um, 
I just wanted to relate to you because I just, I resonate with you. And I think a lot of people at home, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, probably you're on the same journey as us and you are not alone. We have all dealt this by ourselves and we are now just finding each other and sharing stories of pain, of loneliness, of not understanding why we don't fit in so easily to this world. And it's because we were never meant to, you know? I, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let that sit for a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, beautiful mm -hmm. words. Oh, yeah. so lovely. Uh, but yeah, I love Joe Dispenza too. For me, it was mm. Eckhart Tolle. Like when I read, started reading The Power of Now, I was like, what, what's going on? Uh, what, what's going on? When I really started to understand the ego and I started, I just started deep diving into that. And then when the whole introduction of the fifth dimension and the great awakening was introduced to me, I was like, I resonate with that because I've awakened and uh, I need to understand this more. And the more souls you meet on this journey, the, the cooler it gets because you really realize this is happening. You know, this is yeah. something that is here and this has birthed <laughs> and here we are, you know, and what a ride. We are in a major birthing process. Major. The entire planet right now. Woo! But let's, let's not go too deep down that <laughs> one on today. But not just, today. Uh, I only, only about three, two, three weeks ago, found out about this fifth dimensional ascension. Mm. And if I would have heard about that two, one, one or two years ago, no way would have I have mm. ever resonated or paid attention to any of it. I would have cast it aside and been very close-minded. Mm. But now I hear it and I'm like, yeah, yep. I feel that. Yep. I see it. Mm -hmm. I see it every day. I feel it every day. I'm more aware. I feel connected to it. Um, so, yeah, it's an exciting time that we're living in. Yeah. Yeah, and, you for know, sure. Danny, something that I've discovered, too, is I think we witness a lot on this journey, right? Uh, we start walking the path with someone and they go down another road, you know, and, and, and people come and people go and all of these things, right? And what I've noticed is there are a lot of people who awaken but can't finish the marathon because it's too hard. Mm. And what I want to re reiterate to anybody at home is this is the hardest thing you will ever do. Yes. Agreed. Hands down. There is nothing harder than facing your darkness. There's nothing harder. Because mm. that's what we're talking about here. Really. Yes. Truly. Truly. But if you stay on, if you bite the bullet, if you go all the way, aren't you a little curious to see what and who you can unlock within yourself? Because I sure am. I didn't come into this life to play small or play weak, like go big or go home. And so if I'm awake, baby, I'm gonna be awake the whole time, <laughs> the whole time because this is truly magic and we're only beginning. That's the crazy part. We're only beginning. We're only beginning. And it is magic, right? Every, the words you're using right now, I can feel the spells in the air. Woo! We There's are casting. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So yeah, to, to exist during this time too, you, know, you and I were talking about like, many of us are here to break generational curses. We are awakening for a reason. 
and it stops with you. If you decide to take home, you know, the, the, if, you, if you decide to take home the home run for all your ancestors, beautiful, because that's what we're here to do. There's just, it's been too much, too much pain. You know, the earth can't hold this darkness anymore. No, it's shedding its, its layers and it's shifting its energy. And, yes. And we're all ready. And if you're not ready, that's okay too. Yes. It's okay. No, it's there's, okay. there's no, no judgment where it, it does, as Rachel says, it takes a strength to heal. Weak people can't heal. Yeah. And I know that's super triggering. Yes. But it's true. Yes. But also if it's yeah. triggering, you're welcome. It's a gift. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You get, you're seeing, you're seeing a part of yourself that isn't at peace. Yes. So, yeah. Cause I think so, one of the most profound things that I've learned on this awakening is everything is within. Oh yeah. It's always been there. It's, oh, it's there. It's there right now. There's nowhere you need to go, you know? And I think that's where, you know, people get lost in like doing like ayahuasca ceremonies, like over and over and over and over again. Right. But you're not understanding that you're still seeking outside of you. Mm -hmm. The answer is it's within. And I think that alone is so profound because if we all knew that, this would be a very different world. And when you say knew that, you there's a difference between hearing it mm -hmm. and knowing. Because we hear people say that all the time. Mm -hmm. Everything lies within, mm -hmm. you know. We, we hear so many people talking about that. But do you actually yes. understand what it means? Do you actually feel that mm. inside of you? Mm. Because they're two separate things. Yes. And, and turning that understanding or that knowledge mm. into embodied wisdom and knowing. Yes. That's what we do here at Masters of Self University. That's what Rachel is teaching us all, um, uh, Ellie and myself as coaches. Yeah. We're taking this knowledge and we're really exploring what it means to, to live it every day and feel it within. Um, yes. And, and it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> and I think, you know, I, I want people at home listening to like, Yes, we are doing a podcast together, but I think I could say for you, I could speak, if I could speak for you, Danny, you and I are not people who, where we fake it till we make it, right? I think everything we do has to be rooted in authenticity. It has to be rooted in that feeling, in this knowing. And I think the reason why we ride or die so hard with Miss Fiore and MSU mm -hmm. is because when she speaks, she speaks to our soul. Directly. Directly. <laughs> directly yeah. and she hits her gifts. yeah she hits and i think that's why we are so passionate about this work because this isn't about following any guru or ooh like ooh get on this you know how people like to think that like this is oh that's all cultish and all that stuff it's like if you really understood what we are doing and what is mm. about to be presented to the rest of the world you'd be on this like pie baby because this is, this is the golden ticket. <laughs> I, I would love to share something on that. Um, yeah. So this, because um, that's exactly it. Um, so to, to go off uh, what you just said, especially about like ayahuasca, I did ayahuasca in, in May of 2021 and it was an extremely transformational experience for me. I didn't have any of the crazy hallucinations or visions that a lot of people have. What I received was very energetic and physical mm. healing. And it, uh, it really did bring me back into what felt like some kind of order and baseline of health. 
But recently, um, I've been really going deep with the work uh, that we're doing uh, of the Rachel Fiore method. And I got extremely triggered this last week mm. uh, by my overwhelmed programs. And uh, it stemmed back to an abandonment wound mm. I had from childhood. And I had to leave work one day because there was they, uh, this trauma was coming up. And I was ready to heal it. I was done mm. with suppressing and repressing these feelings. Mm -hmm. I was acknowledging them and seeing what they were mm. um, and learning to really and truly love them mm. and thank them for showing themselves to me. Mm. So I took the day off work and I spent eight hours of crying, of tears pouring down, eight hours of purging out all this negative uh, emotion that was trapped and locked inside of me. Mm. Um, and in that day, I did more healing that day than in the two weeks that I went to Peru. Wow. Um, at least that's from my own perspective. Wow. And this only was possible because mm. I've learned this method um, of connecting to my heart and mm. allowing things to come up and be healed. And not one time did I ever need anyone, although I did contact a coach to help me work through the process uh, at part of the day. Um, I didn't reach out to Rachel. Hey, I need your help. No, this healing was down to me. Mm. Um, it was it was all the work that I did. Mm. And that's what really set, that's what, how I feel it really sets us apart. And what yes. we're doing here from other people. And I, and, and I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, please take, take it away. No, I was just going to say, she's teaching us and reminding us that we are alchemists. Right. So Danny's, this energy is coming up that has lived with him f deeply within him for a long time. And it was coming up to be asked to be alchemized into something more powerful because like Rachel always says, and like we've always learned energy doesn't die. Yeah. Can I, we know that from science. Yes. Uh, right. It can only be, you know, transferred. Yes. It can never be destroyed. Exactly. So what we're doing here is we are, we're alchemizing this energy. Yes. Um, thankfully I was on this path and if I was never awakened mm. to the, the idea of, yes. of us being spiritual beings and yes. being able to transmute and transform this energy, mm. It probably would have stayed locked in my psyche for the end of time. Yes. Um, so just to bring it back to spiritual awakenings, without being awake to what we are, yeah. without going through that process of understanding, okay, look at this, look at what we are, look how magnificent mm. life is and how special we are mm. and what we really are. It's, it's Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Absolutely. It, as soon as it's within your awareness of knowing who we are and what we are, mm. you can't, you can't undo that. And yeah. I spent a little bit of time questioning it, you know, is mm. it really, are we really, oh, no, no, we must be just finite beings living a finite existence with mm. no meaning or purpose. Ugh. No, no, we are here for a reason. Mm. We chose this body, these parents, these challenges, these tasks, we chose it all to grow and evolve yes. the collective consciousness and get closer to love. Ooh, put that on a mug. Okay. <laughs> put that on a mug. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, like you, I think a lot of us had a very triggering week. I think a lot of things um, came up for, to be seen, obviously. And like you, I was massively triggered and a very hardcore wound came out. And had I not known to be with it, 
to love it, to come back to self, to understand that I have the power to really shift this frequency. I'd probably be in a spiral right now. I'd probably be in a hole, okay? All right? Where nobody could rescue me kind of thing. And so this work is really about understanding that everything that you seek is right here, right now. That the suffering that you've always been going through, you don't have to suffer. You know, yes, you know, Rachel always says, one of our favorite things she always says, she's like, you will experience pain. That is the human experience. You will always experience pain, but you don't have to suffer. And I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. I got so lost. Mm. So lost in my suffering. Yes. It almost becomes a point where it, you become the suffering. Yes. You don't know your life without it. You right. become addicted to it. I yes. think there even is a, a neurochemical addiction that you can get to the suffering itself. Mm -hmm. And without that, you become no one. Yes. Which is great because if you become no one, you become everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> if, you've, if you've not seen the film Becoming No One, mm -hmm. uh, it's on Gaia with Ram Dass. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Yes. Um, but yeah, I got really, really lost in my suffering. Mm -hmm. um, I... I, I just didn't know where that where is there a way out? I didn't understand how there yes. even was a way out. Right. The pain. Right. And as I was telling you earlier this morning, one of my hardest parts with depression was the lack of lack of pain, mm. the lack of anything that I was feeling, just a complete numbness. Mm. Um, and if there's anyone out there listening right now and you're feeling exactly how we're talking, mm. there is a way out. Yes. I promise you. Yes. And the way out is by opening your heart. Yes. And you might not be able to feel your heart, but if you find the right guide, mm -hmm. come talk to us at Masters of Self University. Yes. There is a way out, I, I promise you. Yes. Um, if there is someone out there right now that's listening, what would you want to say to them, Ellie? Ugh. Maybe they're going through a spiritual awakening mm -hmm. right now. They're seeing the walls crumble. The veil is being lifted. Yes. And they don't know what the heck is going on anymore. Mm. Reality is not making sense. You don't know who you are. Right. What, What's what up or down? Yes. Because that's what it was like for me. Yeah. You know, I went from a place of I've got my stuff together. Not at all. Yeah. I'd say... Um... Healing will bring you home. Mm. Um, you can get caught up in the manifestation and the crystals and the, all, the all the things if you want, if you choose that, right? We always have a choice. But healing is the way home without any of that. And the more you understand your wounds and you accept all these parts of you, because nobody ever told me to accept my pain. Nobody told me that. So what I do, I hated my pain. I hid my pain. <laughs> I hated it. Hit it. Yeah, well, yeah, we're trained to do that. Exactly. Yeah. But what if you could love it? What if? And so for anyone out there, healing is the answer. Because f as you heal, you raise in frequency and you are just energy. So imagine living in a frequency of gratitude, love, peace, power. Like that sounds l very lit to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, that, that's why I stay on this journey because I know what those moments feel like. And I want to be on that wavelength, you know? 
I remember a time in my life a few years ago where I'd started breath work, I'd started meditation, I'd started all these these different practices, cold showers, daily exercise, diet. I was trying to get everything in my physical being to be optimized to heal. And it was helping massively. Mm. But I was met with this huge wall of resistance. This huge, it was every time that I would start to get better, I would feel this resistance mm. to something and it would knock me back. And then I would get caught in this mental thing of, you're never gonna heal. You're mm. always gonna feel like this. Mm. And it would send me on these deep and dark spirals. Mm. Mm. Um, and it wasn't really until I started this work that those spirals got non-existent. Mm. I haven't had one in months. Yes, yes. Because yeah. oh, once bless. we, learn to really love those spirals and whatever it is that your body is trying to communicate with you mm -hmm. once we learn to love those aspects of ourselves, mm -hmm. that's when they really get elevated yes. and that's when we elevate and become come bigger and larger versions of, yes. of what we were were going through ah uh, and on that note danny um thank you for this beautiful conversation to uh, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. Um, subscribe, leave us a rating, a review, whatever you know you want to say. You know, express love because we love you. Uh, anything you want to you want to close out with, Daddy? If you're listening to this, I love you. Yes, yes, and uh, get in contact with us at mastersofselfuniversity.com. DM us, whatever. DM Rachel. We are all here. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, we're all walking each other home, as Ram Dass says, and. Mm -hmm. uh, we are honored to be on this journey with you and uh, we love you and we will see you guys next time. Bye.